Hi, everyone, and welcome to Drill Down, our podcast channel that routinely brings you new insights on oil and gas operations. I'm Marty Stetzer, president of EKT Interactive in Houston, and I will be your host. Our topic today is how improving drilling scheduling can benefit operational performance. And I'll be speaking with Mr. Owen Plowman, VP Business Development at Actinum Corporation in Vancouver. He has over 40 years of developing software applications, primarily for the oil and gas industry. We're really happy to have his input on this topic at this time of unprecedented developments in our industry. Owen, thanks so much for taking the time today. Hi, Marty. It's great to be here. Owen, as an industry and IT veteran, can you give our listeners your background as it relates to today's topic? Sure. As you mentioned, I've I've been in the industry for 40 years, uh, a little over 40 years now, actually, and I come from a computer science background. That's what I studied in university. So my perspective has been shaped by my experiences. So I came out of um, my master's degree and I spent eight years working mostly in the defense sector with a small uh, software company. And then I went to work for Oracle and I was there for 14 years. And uh, of course, Oracle is a gigantic software corporation and it was a really interesting ride. And I spent most of my time working in the finance sector and federal and local government. And then I went to Actinum where I've been for about 16 years and I've worked with oil and gas customers of all different sizes, global customers, national oil companies, super majors, and all the way down to small US independents. So my perspective has been shaped by that experience and, of course, by what my company does, which is scheduling in the upstream world. The the thing that I'm always interested in, my major interests besides my job objectives are, uh, and I've done this right from the get-go, why initiatives are successful and why initiatives fail and what lessons may be learned from that. So that's really what shaped my perspective um, and led to me getting where I am today. So let's get started, Owen. What are the challenges as operators manage their drilling program schedules these days? Well, uh, I think that the the major challenge is the understanding of what a schedule actually provides to an organization. Um, When you're an operator, you can think of the schedule as a way of figuring out when is a particular rig going to be spudding a well or when is a well going to be tied in? And what you're thinking about there is really just resources, activities, and dates. And what you should be thinking about and what is starting to happen in the, in the industry is that you think about the schedule as an operational model of your organization. So when you start looking at the schedule that way as a model of your operations and the effectiveness of your operations, then you start asking a lot of interesting questions which are material to your performance. How efficiently are we using our rigs and frack crews? What's the average cycle time and is there anything we can do to reduce it? That is the time between spudding a well and tying it into production. What is the production that we're expecting to achieve over a particular period of time, like the next two quarters or the next year? How much is all that going to cost? And more importantly, questions um, about how you might change your operations to be more efficient and more effective. So what if we added a rig in the fourth quarter? What if we added a frack crew in the second quarter? 
uh, what if we uh, changed uh, the way that we were drilling and we tried to use more efficient rigs? What would that cost and what would the payoffs be? So those are all really important questions and good questions. And the challenges that I see right now are that some organizations are not positioned for success in that kind of thinking because they're using what I call traditional tools or 1990s technology. So they're they're working with manual spreadsheets. So Microsoft Excel is the one that comes to mind. It's probably the biggest, when people say, what's your competitor? I always say it's usually Microsoft Excel. They use uh, project management tools from the 1990s like Project and Primavera, and those are not really oriented to, to really exemplify the model of upstream operations. So it's very difficult for people to get the answers to questions that they ask when they're using those kinds of tools. You need to think about integrating your operations and bringing all of your upstream disciplines together in one schedule application so that you're not only thinking about what's happening in drilling, you're, you're looking at the whole range of operations from pre-spud, drilling, completions, tie-in, all through workovers, even sometimes down to plugging and abandonment. And, and those kinds of things are quite difficult um, using traditional tools, but it's what, what people are focusing on even you know, more and more as we speak. Uh, it's been a probably a, a, a change has been going on since about 2012. And now we hear about it all the time from companies that contact us. It's something that they're really starting to think about uh, because obviously the industry has gone through some horrific downturns and everybody's trying to figure out how to be more efficient and do more with less. And again, from an operational standpoint, uh, this must be particularly applicable to the shale place, steep decline curves, multi-pad drilling, huge volumes of water and sand in the frack crews. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's another perspective that the operators have. This is exactly uh, what led to the change uh, that I mentioned just now that's been going on since 2012. So I would visit Houston a lot uh, in the late uh, first decade, so 2008, 2009, and I would show our software to people and they would go, oh, yeah, that's quite interesting, but nothing would ever come out of it. They wouldn't adopt it because they figured, you know, we're getting stuff out of the ground, price is good, who cares about, you know, a little bit of efficiency gain here and there. And they weren't drilling that many wells. And I started visiting Houston again in 2012, um, basically once a month. And it was crazy because it's all many more wells, lots of resources, all these moving parts, much higher level of coordination among operations, things to worry about like frack materials, drilling materials, and so on. Everything has to be coordinated. Some things have long lead times, so you really have to have a handle on when you need certain kinds of bits, for example. All that stuff that's coming out of the unconventional, I think, has been leading to the push for higher efficiency and better scheduling. So what have you seen or some of the payoffs for improving uh, schedules? Can you share some called case studies with our group? Sure. Um, without revealing any names, I can tell you about some interesting ones. Uh, we had one recently in the last couple of months where I heard that one of our customers was receiving a CIO award. And I, I was kind of intrigued. So I phoned him up and said, well, what, what's happening? How come you're getting this award? So the two, two reasons are that using our software, they were able to save a thousand person hours of schedulers time over the course of a year. 
And um, that's because our software automates much of the functions that they would do on a day-to-day -day basis. So changing the durations of activities and uh, moving activities around in time, that's all routine with our software and it takes uh, minutes. And we heard that using alternative tools, it might take up to a week to get the schedule in sync uh, because of the changes that occur in the operational world. So these guys saved a thousand person hours of scheduler's time. And because they could use the software to look at the schedule from different perspectives, they weren't stuck just looking at what the resources were doing. They were able to look at what was actually happening with individual wells and pads, multi-well pads. They could actually look at the cycle time and they were able to shave some of the cycle time off and remove the white space from the Gantt chart so activities move closer in time. And that saved them $30 million. So that's, um, that's why they are getting that award. Other things that we've seen, um, we were working with a US company about four years ago and they needed a better way to create what if scenarios so that they were trying to maximize the drilling budget and they were running all these scenarios with monthly production forecasts to figure out what mix of rigs and frack crews should we really have as we go forward. So that process used to take them five engineers, two weeks of time because they were working with a manual process, uh, manual tools. And using our software, they were able to get the forecasts that they wanted with two engineers in one day. So that was a very significant change for them. Going back about 15 years, one of the first things that we saw with our software was the problem of optimizing rig scheduling to minimize unnecessary travel. So we worked with a very large national oil company they had a lot of situations in their schedule like this, so that you'd have a couple of rigs, they would be about 100 kilometers apart, and then they would both move, and each one would go within about 10 kilometers of the other one's starting point, right? So they would actually pass each other on the road. So what they really needed to do was to move one rig five or 10 kilometers to the next well site, and instead they were bringing this other rig and making it move 100, 100 kilometers. So the problem there is, You've got a lot of unnecessary move time that you're paying for, and you're, you're, you've got a lot of time wasted trying to get to first oil because obviously drilling is, is delayed because of this gigantic move. So within three months of using our software, because we geotag everything, um, all our locations uh, and all our resources, they were able to get $5 million in savings and reduce the average time from spud to first oil. So... Those kinds of things are what we've seen. Uh, another big area is in what we call schedule conflicts. So we were working with an operator and they had uh, the drilling people use one scheduling tool and the completions people use a completely different tool, have a completely different schedule, and then they tried to keep them in sync. And they kept running into these what we call schedule conflicts, where, for example, the completions team would show up to complete a well and they would discover that it was, it was still being drilled and that the rig was not going to be freed until about four or five days later. So then they, what, do they, what do they do? Sit around and do nothing. And that's costing the company money. They would also have a situation where sometimes where a completion crew would show up and the pad would be totally empty. The pad had been built, but there was nothing actually on it. So there wasn't even any drilling scheduled and it wasn't scheduled to occur from some months. So what we were able to do, they, they were running into this five or six times a year, I think, and we were able to get them down to about one time per year. 
And each occurrence that we were able to eliminate, they estimated it would cost about $1.4 million in people's time, not, not time. Not, that doesn't count the time for the completion crews or whoever to sit around and do nothing or be redeployed, but just to resolve that kind of conflict was taking $1.4 million in people's time. So um, that savings went right to their bottom line. So those are some of the benefits that people have seen. Oh, and that is really impressive. Uh, but, but what I'm hearing, honestly, is how do you pull this off? I'm hearing drilling, I'm hearing completions. I'm hearing stimulation, of course, the associated service companies. I'm hearing production. Who's involved with this process to try to achieve some of these efficiencies? So <laughs> we could do a whole other talk about that, about what I've seen in terms of performance um, improvement initiatives. But I think that the, the process of gaining these efficiencies requires um, uh, a sort of what I would call an integrated well delivery framework, which, which is structured to provide the entire organization and all of the disciplines involved with data that they need and with measures that they need to understand so that they can determine whether they're being really effective. So you, you bring together all the disciplines from G&G, reservoir planning, drilling completions, workovers, and so on, all the execution. And you, you, you can actually use the scheduling platform as a mechanism to have everybody collaborate and gain feedback and pass that feedback between all disciplines. And that leads to enhanced performance. So what you need there is access to the data on demand that is required by each individual across the, the whole set of disciplines. Elimination of the territorial behavior that sometimes we see between the disciplines where people won't share their data and sustained involvement of management and a commitment to change things. Now, that can be a lot for an operator to chew on all at once, but you can gain significant value from executing any one of those things. So, um, I, of course, I come from a company that sells scheduling software, so my initial reaction would always be, well, buy our software and it'll make everything better for you. But you don't have to do that. You, you, you really have to think about change management because the people will make or break the performance improvement initiative and what you need to do in your organization just to make sure that you're positioned for success and improvement over the long haul. Uh, speaking of performance improvement, I spent time at Schlumberger and what you're describing sounds to me like some of the more successful field development planning uh, projects that we executed with the cross-functional, cross-discipline folks uh, finally getting in the same room and working together. Is that, is that another good analogy? It's a very good analogy. It's a very, very good analogy. You know, we've seen, we've, we've actually had projects fail. Um, and I've, I've heard about this, um, particularly in some national oil companies where disciplines won't share their data. So we were trying to help an organization once improve its whole drilling program and bring better scheduling into place. And they wanted, they were very keen on optimizing their schedule and aligning it with targets, right? So one of the targets that they wanted to work on was production. How do we assemble our rig resources and what wells do we drill to achieve a certain production level over a year or over half a year? Well, they couldn't get the production data because that was handled by a totally different discipline and the VP would not allow that data to go outside the discipline. And, you know, I heard this and I shook my head and, and I called my contact up and said, well, what do you mean? Why doesn't your drilling VP talk to that production VP and just say, outline the reasons why we need that data? Tried it, doesn't work. 
So, you know, you, you simply can't have that behavior in an organization that's trying to improve performance. So there needs to be some kind of management intervention at a higher level there, which says, this is what we're doing. Get on the train and you know, let's all move forward together. That's the kind of thing that needs to be in place. Oh, and in addition to being a cross-functional application, are there any other special items about your scheduling application that you'd like to talk over with us? Yeah, I think the, the traditional tools that I've mentioned earlier, like Excel, Project, and Primavera, those are not specific to oil and gas, obviously. I mean, Excel is a general-purpose spreadsheet, and Project and Primavera are project management tools, but they don't care whether you're managing development of a nuclear power plant or building a bridge. So there's no well-based model in those, in those applications. They don't understand anything about production. Um, they don't understand anything about um, well locations. So surface hole, bottom hole, geographic orientation, whether the well is vertical, multilateral, horizontal. They don't know anything about um, interference that may occur between wells. So you're deciding on fracking a particular well or drilling a particular well. And what you find is that you're in the zone of interference for a producing well. And if you carry on, you're going to have an impact on the production. And what may be even worse is that it's somebody else's well and not yours. And then you're going to have to pay them some kind of penalty. So what our software incorporates is a very comprehensive well model that has been developed over the 16 years that we've been doing this, developed in conjunction with customers. And it, 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 it captures all of the relevant data that a customer would want, not all of which has to be used. You know, some small operators won't care about some of the data items that they could populate. But it's specifically designed for well delivery operations. So taking a well from concept all the way through to actually putting it online and getting production out of it. So with your application and the drive for efficiency, are there some other industry trends that you're seeing in managing upstream operations? Yeah, I think besides the, um, the, the, the increased thinking about efficiency and what can be done um, operationally to achieve that efficiency, uh, we're seeing more integration of operations. So um, we used to show up and customers would say, you know, here's my schedule and it's just rigs and completion crews and dates for doing activities. And these are the well names. And what we're seeing now is increased sophistication on the part of the operators, even if they're using traditional tools, they're trying to, they're trying to align multiple spreadsheets. So they're tracking production in one spreadsheet and they've got the schedule in the other. We're, we're seeing much more sophistication and um, increased appreciation of why that's important. So um, that's one thing that we're seeing. More integration of different functions. So uh, people are bringing together the pre-spot activities, the drilling completions, uh, facilities, pipeline, and so on, and, and workovers. We're we're seeing um, increased interest in deployment in the cloud. So six or so years ago, I went to all of our customers in the US and I started asking about cloud deployments and every single organization said, not on our radar. We have no use for cloud, not something we're interested in. Two years ago, I went back and revisited that question and every single customer said, cloud is definitely part of our strategy moving forward with our IT applications. And we have the ability to deploy uh, locally or in a cloud. So um, that's been available for a couple of years now. I think um, 
there is an, an increased interest in bringing some of the field development planning capabilities into the same tool as the execution scheduling function. So development planning is looking at aspects of the operations saying, you know, I've got a billion dollars to spend in a year. Where am I going to drill my wells? What do I need to do about my gathering network? Uh, what do I need in terms of resources and so on? And how am I going to spend that billion dollars wisely? And what comes out of that plan, it's the step before you get into the execution scheduling usually. And then the question is, so what resources do I, do I need to mobilize to make that plan a reality and execute it over the next uh, 18 months or whatever? And currently, the situation is that those functions are generally done by different tools. Sometimes spreadsheets are used for both, but there has to be some sort of linkage between them. And one of the things that we're working on, and, and we're doing that as a result of some questions that are being asked by our customers, is how can you bring those two functions together in one application so I have seamless integration between my plan and my schedule? Because, of course, the plan may change. If you, if you go out and start drilling some wells and you discover certain things that lead to uh, the G&G people thinking about the reservoir and that translating across all the disciplines and changing the plan, you need to be able to put a sort of feedback loop in process between those disciplines that goes very rapidly. And so seamless integration across um, planning and, and execution scheduling is really important. So that's something we're working on. And we've had some uh, initial successes with that. We've been working on that for uh, about four or five months right now. Owen, that was terrific. Thanks so much for your insights. They will surely be valuable to your audience and our own community of 10,000 EKT Interactive followers. Thanks to everyone for listening. Our company name, EKT Interactive, stands for Energy Knowledge Transfer. We digitally capture the extensive knowledge of industry experts like Owen. If you are an analytics expert or an IT professional that is new to oil and gas and want to quickly learn how this industry works, check out our digital on-demand oil and gas training series at www.ektinteractive.com. Thanks again.